Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are still in our series in Deuteronomy, and today we are talking about hot potatoes. Before we get started, I have a question for you all, and that is, in what area of your life do you feel the most free? So we are still in our series in Deuteronomy. This is week five in Deuteronomy. We're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 10 this morning. Uh, And like we've been talking about, right, just to set the scene of what's going on uh, right now in this book with the people in the book of Deuteronomy. They've been freed. You have the book of Exodus, freed from Egypt. They're on their way into the promised land. And we see a lot of discussion as they are moving on that journey. And so then we find ourselves in Deuteronomy 10. It says this. For the Lord your God is God of goals. And the <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Who's out there? Any goal, goal people? Uh, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. God defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. And you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves are foreigners in Egypt. Fear the Lord your God and serve God. Hold fast to God and take your oaths in God's name. God is the one you praise. God is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. Okay, so there's a lot of things in the book of Deuteronomy, especially in these beginning parts, that kind of sound similar. And what's fascinating to me about this passage as I read it is as we're preparing to go into the promised land, as we're understanding what it's like to be freed from oppression from Egypt, it's this line that's saying, God is a God who takes care of, of those who are without, of fatherless, of widows, also to the foreigners. And then says what? And be careful how you treat foreigners because you yourselves are foreigners in Egypt. And what's fascinating about that phrase is we see it also in the Ten Commandments. When it talks about, beware of the way you treat slaves, for you were slaves in Egypt. And then we see that same line in Exodus when it says, beware of how you treat the strangers, because you were strangers in Egypt. It's saying something, and it's saying something over and over again. And what it's saying is, be careful when you have been freed from something, that you don't become the very thing that you were freed from. Because I think there's something in us that no matter how dysfunctional or oppressive or hurtful or painful it was, when we are consistently exposed to something, that becomes normal in our minds. And if we don't do the work to transform that, then what do we default to? The thing that we know. So you know what it's like to be a foreigner. You know what it's like to be treated badly. If you don't transform that and understand that and sit with that and process that, you will treat foreigners in your land like that. That's incredibly important when we think about our society and where we are right now politically, socially, like big picture. And that's also incredibly important when we think about where we are individually and personally, right? That there are those of us, and maybe I'm only talking about myself, right? 
would have experienced negative or toxic patterns in relationships and convinced that just a change of scenery will do, right? And you change the scenery and what happens? Those patterns still somehow show up. Richard Rohr says it like this, if you don't transform your pain, you will transmit your pain. Said even simpler, uh, I heard someone one time say, if you don't deal with your shit, then everyone has to walk through it to get to you. <laughs> Very simply, if we do not process and transform and sit with and understand our pain, that pain will come back and what will it look like? The very thing that hurt you. I don't know what it is about humanity, but I love, it makes me so hopeful and excited when like the Bible is just so on point in 2019. I'm like, yes, wow. Um, you will do that. We do do that. And we have this beautiful invitation now to process and understand what that means. I think there's also something to the fact that typically our pain serves as a profit for the very space that we need to be filling in the world. And what do I mean by that is this. There is no one better to take care of and love and understand a foreigner in someone's land than someone who was what? A foreigner in someone's land. There is no one better to take care of and understand and care for and love a stranger than someone who knows what? What it's like to be a stranger. There are parts of our lives that if we can understand and transform our pain, are the best people to do what? Love on those people. There's a lot of, I say this all the time, sometimes, even in, I'm getting like claps in the back, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Kids love me, they love sermons. Um, <laughs> but sometimes like, when I'm talking, I get that I kind of sound Tony Robbins-y. Like, everybody, live your best life, be happy, deal with your pain, transform yourself so you can go out there and live and thrive. And yes, I believe that. But it's not only for the purpose of living and thriving. It's because someone needs you to have dealt with this so that you can show them how to deal with this. We're not the only ones who lose when we don't allow our pain to transform us. Everyone who is sitting in that same gap that we experience loses because we are not willing to let that pain transform us. And there's something so real about humanity that yes, we run from pain. That makes sense. It feels opposite to want to go into pain. But that's the beauty of what maturity and this road to transformation and healing looks like. I was saying this earlier that there's a lot of ways in my life that I feel transformed and mature and whole and healthy. It's like really great, kicking ass. And then, <laughs> even this week, I caught myself talking about people the way I have been mad that people talked about me. It's pride, right? And I'm pumped and I'm like, just railing on the church more than I ever have and like the right and these people. And then I hear myself start to like utter some of the same words that were so hurtful to me. And I'm like, could it be that maybe I haven't allowed that experience of what people have said to me and about me really sit and be transformed? And so now here it comes just saying the same thing, but now I'm on the other side. 
And I think for all of us, we have those things. Glennon Doyle puts it like this. She says, pain is not a hot potato to be passed around as quickly as you can. It's your greatest professor that's meant to be invited inside and teach you something. Which really sucks, okay? Just straight up. Um, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a seven. Pain is my least favorite thing in the world. Yes. I can avoid pain like no one's business, right? Um, and I do really well at it. But the problem is two things. People around me need me to have more maturity than that and to sit with that. And the second problem with that is it comes out, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened, but that doesn't affect me, right? Or like these people at my job are toxic, so I got a new job. These people are also toxic. I'm going to get a new job. <laughs> Everywhere I go, <laughs> there's toxic people. You might need to deal with something, right? <laughs> this is very real, and we see this. I know you have seen it on a grand like political social level. The rhetoric sounds the same from every side. There's something wrong with that. We have so many hurt people in our society. We have so many hurt people in our community. I'm a hurt person. And when pain comes and when we experience something, even when you're about to walk into the promised land, to the freedom, to the different situation, you still need to have processed that or else you become that. And I love this entire narrative in the book of Deuteronomy that we keep reading about. It's like, hey, you're about to enter something different. Please have a little bit of maturity and transformation before you get there, or you will just turn that thing back into Egypt. Right? And I get that. It, it makes so much sense. And one of my friends uh, one time said something that felt so profound. She said, in our, in our culture, in our society, we like scars more than we like wounds. Right? We like to have healed. We don't like to be healing, right? Because it's really hard. It's really vulnerable. It really sucks. Um, and it's not awesome to let people around you know, like, hey, I'm still healing, right? Isn't that cool? Um, but it's some of the most important work we have. If we want a chance at creating anything that's different than the thing we grew up with, than the relationships that we know, than the systems that we want to fight, then you have to be willing to let that pain be your teacher, to let that pain sit, until that pain becomes something that now we have to offer one another. Which even as I say that, I'm like, ooh, that sounds so poetic. But I know that is the hardest work we have to do as humans. I know that because I run from it. I run from it even now. Even preparing this sermon, I was like, damn. Hey, Corey, get this passage. Um, <laughs> I got to talk on pain. Um, but I know that it's the most important work. Because even though I have some areas, I think with people in the church and church leaders and words that have been said to me that I have not sat with and I see coming out, I also have areas in my life of relationships and people and cycles that I have sat with and I've seen that transformation. And all of us are like that. When I said the, the question up, up front, where do you feel most free? 
yes, we have areas in our life that are like, yes, kicking ass. But I think we need to be conscious of the areas in our life where we're avoiding pain, the pain that might allow us to fill the gap that we are meant to fill, right? Become the guides that we are meant to be. Because only you know what it's like to be a stranger. Who better to guide strangers? Only you know what it's like to be whatever. And that process is incredibly poetic and incredibly difficult to live out. So that's my encouragement to us this morning, right? Is to watch ourselves and find the places where we want to resist and push away and avoid and duck and dodge. Treat pain like that hot potato and pass it along as fast as we can. What would it look like to sit to open the door and invite that pain to sit down and see what might happen through that transformation. I think that hard work is the only way we get to the true freedom of this promised land that we are trying to create this kingdom reality that we want to live into. I know what it's like to be like, okay, all that hurtful stuff was said to me, but then I came out on social media and now I'm in a freedom land, right? (laughs) Great but I'm still really hurting. And if I bring that into me, now I'm just saying the same things, right? So, with that, we're gonna get back in our groups. And you're gonna answer this question, where in life have you treated pain like a hot potato and how can you change that? Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.